Okay, and we're back. Do me there. I'm here. Ogre's not. Yeah, uh, there was a last-minute emergency. It seems uh, Ogre had to duck out uh, during exactly during the break where we were playing the music there. But uh, Doom and I will probably uh, will be will cover the things or the rest of the things yeah. for lame talk. We'll roll through it. Right. So as you guys um, already know from the last uh, the last podcast, lame talk is divided into four sections. We have the odd games section, silver screen, breaking news, and odd questions, where we answer. Uh, questions from the community unrelated to DCL and all the other topics in here are sort of unrelated to DCL. So uh, with that, let's jump right into it with odd games and today the games that we're going to talk about are Doom's picks. So Doom, take it away. That's right, prepare to be bored. Just kidding. Well, maybe a little bit at first. So the first game I want to talk about, right, is this game called Ark. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it or maybe just heard it offhand. Uh, But basically... It's a survival game, but you get to tame dinosaurs and build lasers and all that good stuff. It's actually really fun. Uh, My brother plays on a different server. It's a private server. I usually just kind of do whatever. But, oh, yeah, it's super wild. Like, you can tame Spinosaurus or T-Rexes or you can tame a giant squid and grab a Brontosaurus and then drag it into the depths. And, oh, it's, it's just the best. Now, I have a question for you before you get into more detail. Now, you're saying it's uh, like dinosaur taming and so on and so forth. How different is it from uh, Monster Hunter, for example, or Monster Hunter World, which is the new hotness? Uh, well, hmm. it's not really an apples-to-apples comparison because Monster Hunter is an entirely different kind of game. But if I had to compare the two, I would say that it has probably a small amount less hammers, but a slightly larger amount of actually getting to keep the dinosaurs you managed to down. So that's pretty cool. Um, I guess it would probably be closer to say that it's a mixture of Rust, if anyone's ever played that, and Monster Hunter, or I guess kind of also The Sims with Monster Hunter, if that makes sense. I see. So, but from what I saw from the clips and the trailers, like, first of all, the graphics look amazing for this game. I was stunned by, like, how gorgeous it looks. Um, But there was a lot of, uh, it reminds me a lot of sort of, like, MMORPG sieging and, like, dungeon battles and that kind of of stuff, too. Is is there a lot of that in the game, too? Um, Actually, surprisingly, no. There's only one boss. There's multiple bosses per world, but usually... You're only going to really come across the one. Uh, but no, actually, it's pretty much just open world. You know, you go out, you get to tame dinosaurs. You can fight bosses if you want, but it's never a necessity. Uh, you actually get most of your experience through crafting and engaging with the game itself directly. Oh, cool. So, I mean, in general, is it very open world based or is there like really like a linear uh, sort of system that you should be following like quests and so on uh, I'd say it's dependent on how you want to play because you could play it purely open world you know you get onto one of the very big maps and just go and explore you know have a bunch of fun but you can also play it in a way that's very directed like I want to get these specific things to build in order to achieve the ability to tame these specific dinosaurs in order to fight this specific boss. And then once that boss is dead, you move on to the next map and so on and so forth. So really it comes down to how the player themselves wants to play it. And Figure, I should go ahead and mention, 
it is free for the most part. Mm -hmm. So the thing about the game to me, from what I've seen, because it's not really uh, clear in the descriptions or anything like that, it's because it looks like an open world MMORPG, but does it actually have like a storyline, for example, where there's like an end game? So the game ends at some point. Uh -huh. It doesn't actually end, does it? I, would, I wouldn't say there's a storyline. It doesn't have a true end. However, there is tons of lore in the game that you just kind of come across as you explore the world. Like, as I said, you can play very directed and never take the detours or smell the roses. But if you actually do look around, you know, you creep through the bushes and all that stuff, you'll find these chests and they give you experience boosts. But they also tell you more about the world around you, whether it's like, oh, here's some information about these dinosaurs or, oh, this guy named Rockwell is going literally insane and all this stuff. Who ends up becoming a final boss, actually, if you believe it, so... Okay. Yes. So let me try and it has a story. Let me try and wrap my head around the concept here. So there's dinosaurs and then there's people living amongst dinosaurs. So is this like a back in like alternate reality past type of thing or like just complete different world type of thing? What like how 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 would you fixate your uh, mind around this type of fantasy? Uh have you ever played Halo? Uh yeah, a little bit, but only the first one on Xbox. That's fine. You know the basic concept of what Halo is, though, right? Like big old ring worlds. Yeah, it's basically that, but with dinosaurs. Okay, cool. Okay, that sounds cool. So, yeah, it sounds like something, and you said it's free to play on Steam, I'm guessing? Um, hold on, let me double check that to make sure. But, yeah, main, mainly... It is currently on sale. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, if you do get it within the next, say, well, actually, by the time people actually hear most of this, the sale is going to be gone. But you can get it right now for like 20 bucks, and you can get a bunch of the very big, expansive maps for free. So, um, I'm, I mean, if you're listening here. Okay. So, Ogre is back. Uh, Ogre had to step out for a little sec, a little bit, but he's back now. Yeah, Ogre. Welcome back, Ogre. But anyway, Hello. my my game is boring. Let's talk about the exciting was, game. Was, actually, I was going to say, Ogre might actually like to hear about this. We're talking about Ark, which has a lot of dinosaurs in it. Yay, dinosaurs. <laughs> so, <laughs> I unfortunately I mean, don't have internet, so I'm still to play it. But you said it's, uh, it's mainly free to play, right? So, uh, kind of. For the most part, you... It's essentially like Guild Wars. You pay the initial cost, and then you never pay anything again. Okay. But uh, and right now the cost is pretty cheap. Yeah. And as it happens, Ogre, uh, if you can download it, you can actually just play offline as much as you want. Yeah. Huh. So if you could tether your phone to your computer or something like that, or get access to Wi-Fi for a bit. Yeah, but I have to try to figure out something for that. Yeah. So that it sounds fun, just because it's the idea of like being in a different world with where dinosaurs exist <laughs> so that in itself just sounds fun so it's like imagine jurassic park world but in, in a game but more fantasy and not a lame movie <laughs> so. <laughs> okay so enough about arc i guess move on to the next game dragon ball z fighter or dragon ball fighter z yeah. whichever you prefer <laughs> but yeah isn't it just dragon ball fighters yeah, because they want to be cool with the Z at the end. 
Yeah. So actually, to be honest, I don't know how it's pronounced because <laughs> there's so many different ways people are pronouncing it. Uh, I should probably look this up because it's from Japan, so they probably have a Japanese commercial or something. So I'll, actually, I've seen it on TV many times. I just never pay attention to, to it, how, how they say it. But anyways, anyways, so yeah, go ahead. Just talk, let's talk about the game, not the name. But uh, so Dragon Ball Z Fighter, your basic uh, fighting game, of course. You got your inputs, you got your multiple characters, but the real draw about it is the graphics and the dedication that they put in to keep it very close to the source material. When you play, you have like these quotes that match the people when they find the story modes. You have like these interactions that make a lot of sense. It's a pure love letter to the original concept and the original art. And honestly, they perform it fantastically. Right. That's pretty cool. Um, so I was reading a lot of reviews on this and I follow a lot of YouTubers. So both, uh, well, not just YouTubers, but streamers too, both uh, English and non-English, well, Japanese uh, streamers as well. And a lot of people went to research about this and they found that um, uh, uh, Toriyama, who is the uh, the creator, the, the original writer for the manga of Dragon Ball, had a lot of input on this game too. So they were very, very, very true to the source material, as close as you can be, coming right straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, so that was awesome when I saw that. Um, and then in terms of the graphics, as Doom says, I, I can't really really describe it. It really feels like you're playing the anime, like you're playing the show. I don't know how else to say it, because the graphics look amazing. It just looks perfect, like as you would see on the TV show. And what's above that, you also have that fantastic option that you can choose between the original English voices, which are done by all the original voice actors, or you can choose to have the Japanese voices, which are done by all the Japanese voice actors, barring, I think, one or two which died since yeah. the Bulma. thing. But Bulma is no longer with us, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, it's that that's amazing. And, like, when I was looking at it, I was just stunned like at how much work went into this game because if you've got if you guys have ever seen a Dragon Ball game before they you cannot compare those games because it's it just feels like such crap compared to what DB's uh, DB fighter is so but the, the interesting thing about DB fighters is that they're putting the the label of like sort of pseudo Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z as the the, the, the way they're sort of marketing it but it's probably closer to Dragon Ball Super, which is the new TV show. It's sort of taking after Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Z, right? So it's kind yeah. of weird how they market it that way, but it's actually closer to something that's more recent, more relevant. <coughs> do, do, do you, how do you feel about that, Doom? Uh, honestly, I rather like the fact that they didn't just stick it to one specific section of the continuity. Yeah. Like... There's lots of DBZ Super stuff, you know, like Super Saiyan Blue and all that jazz. But then you also have the very classic, like, oh, here's friggin' Tian Shenhan, and oh, here's Chao Tzu! <laughs> Does he blow up and Cell just stands there? Or not Cell, uh, was it Cell? Yeah, it was Cell. Nappa. <laughs> oh, Nappa. Oh, Nappa. But no, he, he does blow up, though. And it actually is a very powerful move, but that's. That's beyond the point. But, you know, you do have, like, Nappa in there, who 
outside of his first little Saiyan saga thing, literally was not even existent in the thing, and they still stuck him in there. He's a fantastic fit. So you have things from the very beginning of the game that people new to the anime who might just start watching it can recognize, and then you have things that are already at the other end that either, you know, people that are maybe just watching more casually can understand, and then you have more... What's the word I'm looking for? I guess obscure characters that really hardcore people will appreciate in their series. <laughs> like the really like, uh, fan favorites. The uh, DLC just got announced, and it's Bardock and Broly, which if you haven't seen the movies, you wouldn't even know who they are. I love both those characters. <laughs> so so yeah, they, they did good by picking those two. It's really, it's one of those things that just has options for everybody, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you just started watching, even if you've never watched before, you still probably know who Goku is. So, you know, it works out. People can play how they want. The characters are very diverse. One of the things that was a very criticism when the beta was out was they're like, oh, a lot of these characters play the same. But once you get into the in-depth parts of their kits, that couldn't be further from the truth. Every character is purely unique. They're not even close to one another once you get into the nitty-gritty. Honestly, it's very impressive. I'm very satisfied with it. I hope that they release basically all the the Saiyan characters at some point um, in the game. Even if they're like super obscure like Broly and, and so on. They've released no. the, the fusion characters too, right? Like uh... <laughs> You don't need more Saiyan. No, but the reason why now I'm gonna this is a bit of a spoiler for anyone who hasn't um, watched Dragon Ball, but if you did, if you guys didn't know the, the do you know the name of why Saiyan is called Saiyan or Saiyan Saiyajin, what it means? So can't say that I do. In Japanese, it's a parody. It's a play on words because uh, Sai Saya is the opposite is the two parts of the word reversed for the word Yasai, which means vegetable. In, uh, in in English, in Japanese, so li- their name literally is a play on words meaning vegetable people. So uh, <laughs> and all the names of the Saiyans, other than uh, Goku, Gohan, and uh, Goten, are all named after vegetables. Vegeta is literally named vegetable, <laughs> right? Like Vegeta. Uh, Broly yeah. is named after broccoli. Uh, bro- uh, Bard- and then you have Nappa. Nappa is a is a cabbage, right? And so on and so forth, but go go well, Gohan. Uh, Goku's Saiyan name is Kakarot, and it's carrot. Right, carrot. Exactly. That was the other one. But the reason why uh, Gohan and, and Goten don't have sort of vegetable-related names because they're half human. Uh, so the but doesn't it mean like steamed rice or something though? Yes, and that was Gohan was, was the first son, so they named him after rice because Goku ate a lot of rice in the first Dragon Ball, right? And Goten was another play on words because. In Japanese, now we have Goku, Gohan, Goten, right? In Japanese, Ku means nine, the number nine. Han is the beginning for uh, eight, the number eight. So you have eight, nine, and the last one is ten. Goten. (laughs) (laughs) That was the play on words there. So Toriyama has a very interesting naming system for his characters. There's also another play on, um, you know, the Ginyu Task Force. I think that's their name. Those all those characters in the Frieza's like Frieza's little minions, those guys are all named after milk products, like dairy. <laughs> so uh, you can look at, you can look it up on uh, Wikipedia later on. But you know it's really it's really funny if you really get into the depth of it. So that if they bring that into the game too, I'll be all over it. 
I haven't actually uh, downloaded it or bought it yet, but it's really up high on my list right now because I'm also a fighter. Like I like fighting games, so uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is probably something I'm going to look into real soon. So yeah. But um, so I mean that one's uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is considerably less <laughs> free to play than you know what you might call it is Arc, but. Yeah, absolutely. If you enjoy the franchise or even if you just enjoy simple fighters, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an expert, I would definitely wholeheartedly recommend picking up that game. Yeah. But that's just me. The combos that you can do in the game really look like something that comes out of the show. Like they're just going so fast. Oh yeah, there's there's some fancy stuff. Yeah. Looks awesome. Okay, um let's move on to the next section, I guess. Uh Silver Screen where we talk about some T V movie related stuff. Uh, the first part, uh, let's talk about some TV stuff. So last month, um, we saw the beginning of the new CW series, Black, uh, Black Lightning, which is actually pretty decent so far for the couple of episodes that are being released. But during the Super Bowl, uh, some of you guys may have already seen this, they, the Sci-Fi Channel, S-Y-F-Y, has uh, released a trailer for their new show coming up in March, which is actually a lot sooner than I thought, for called Krypton. So... Uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen the trailer for this yet, you can look it up on YouTube or wherever. Krypton is basically, how can I say this? In a nutshell, it's a story about Superman's grandfather and uh, Krypton as it was during his time before Jor-El was born. So his grandfather in the series is named Seg-El. And uh, I believe they show someone who comes from the future, I probably the Flash, I'm assuming, who shows the mantle of uh, Superman and uh, the the ca- the red cape with the with the House of L symbol on it, showing the relevance of how this is going to be important for his grandson in the future, and basically the future of Krypton. Sorry. Oh, you guys say something? Nope. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So basically, the future of Krypton is going to be very important in shaping things to come. So I'm not really sure what the direction of this series is going to be. My initial impression of it is probably something like military-based or something like like Rebels versus the, the state. Uh, maybe even like Game of Thrones in space type of thing. I don't know. What, do you, what did you guys get from the trailer? Uh... I, I thought it was interesting. It was a good concept. Uh, I didn't really read too much into it like you did. Uh, I am excited to watch it, but it's about as far as I went. I personally, the way I see it is, uh, I get this weird, this isn't going to make any sense probably, but it feels like a weird like quantum leap kind of vibe where it's like, oh man, now I know that the future needs to be a certain way. I'm going to do everything I can to make it that way. And then it's like, oh no. Wait a second. Every yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should just not do anything. <laughs> like, I mean, because when you think about it, the whole premise is like, as I say in the thing, a man from the future is coming to ruin this place, and so on and so forth. But when you're given just that information, like, what are you really gonna do about it? Are you just gonna be like, oh man, here's this thing? I promise I'm not crazy. No, it's. I definitely feel like it's going to be a, uh, how does it go? The road you travel to avoid your fate often treads across it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, 
In terms of the character himself, Seg L, I mean, I, I was talking to you guys about this before the show started, but I don't really know anything about him. And Doom, you said that he was mentioned a little bit in the comics, like not really featured, but you know, do you know anything about him? Uh, no, not really. As far as the comics go, he always plays a very, very minor role, and he's only mentioned in passing, so... Yeah. Eh. So, I wonder if he's going to be, like, a very different take on, um, the, I guess, the L family, because uh, Jor-El is, like, a scientist. He was always, you know, a straight arrow type of person, and his son grows up to be the same type of person, right? So, is that sort of continuity in the family, too? Like, is the grandfather the same, too? Or, and they're all basically just like you know, uh, like just good people, uh, and they're trying to like take and you know set everything straight. Or is this guy like a rebel and he he's like sort of the the differing factor in the L family? So I wonder you know how they're gonna go about that. But the actor looks good, you know. They give him that sort of uh, British vibe to him. They give him the the English accent. So I mean, I, he probably is English. I'm assuming. So. I was hoping for someone a little bit older, but that's just me. Yeah. Do you guys think that the character that they showed from the future is Flash, or could it be someone else? Because how did Flash get onto the planet, too? That's what I thought about. How did he get to Krypton? Because he's the Flash. He can do whatever he wants, man. (laughs) Oh, that's true. (laughs) Just appear on a planet. Okay. Uh, like he literally outran death at one point. Is, is him being on a planet really what surprises you, DP? I've never seen yeah, him on another planet, though. I, actually, no, that's not true. When he was a Blue Lantern, spoiler alert, he's a Blue Lantern. But, <laughs> <gasps> but yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> no, I did. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that, the show's coming up in March. Definitely looks uh, promising. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, it won't disappoint. So, yeah, I'll wrap that up there. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. On the movie side of things, mm-hmm. now, uh, unrelated to DC, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Marvel, uh, are you guys looking forward to Black Panther? Yes. Very much. Yeah. yeah. I've never been a fan of Marvel movies, but it does look like a good one. Yeah. Black Panther looked like they went really all out on this movie. So, I'm, for me, it comes out a little bit later in Japan, as most movies do. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching that in March. Um, But on the topic of Black Panther and the Black Panther trailer, right after it came out, there was a lot of uh, hubbub that was going on online, especially on Rotten Tomatoes, where it seems like a lot of the DC fans, or the fans of the DC Extended Universe or Cinematic Universe, were sabotaging Rotten Tomato scores for the Black Panther. Basically, they wanted to pick a movie that was coming out for the Marvel franchise and bash it into the ground um, so that DC would look better, I guess, in comparison. Unfortunately, they picked probably one of the most hyped movies of the year. <laughs> so, there's that. Yeah. And as, I mean, as a result, there was sort of a backlash from the uh, Marvel side of things. Um, uh, there was a backlash on most social media platforms, especially Facebook where people were saying that they were going to plan to uh, now review bomb Aquaman as a result, uh, sort of in response to this sort of action. And I'm not really a fan of this behavior. What do you guys think? I mean... Yeah, I... Sorry, go ahead, Ogre. I just... It's people being childish is all it is. And 
bunch of garbage and people are going to go see the movie regardless. I mean, most of the people that are going to see the movie are going to go see the movie regardless. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Personally, the way I see it is that like, it would be one thing if they picked a movie that was actually bad and then reviewed it poorly, but just in an excessive amount, that would be fine. But this is definitely an issue where they just pick the wrong target because the movie's phenomenal. Everyone likes it. And they're like, oh, this movie's bad. And everyone's just like, what? How? Who? No one's saying that. And that's pretty much what gave it away. Because, like, imagine, what's it called? Infinity War, which I think comes out soon. Yeah. Uh, like, imagine that happened, and then Thanos is a complete pushover, and it doesn't adhere at all to the source material and all that stuff. Like, it's an actual, genuinely subpar movie. That would be the point where they would should have been like, okay, we can bash this movie into the ground because if a lot of people think it's bad, it's not going to be surprising. Kind of and then camouflage in with the rest of the bashing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but instead, they chose what's essentially the winter blockbuster that's yeah. probably going to become a classic in terms of superhero movies. They picked so, Wonder Woman of the of the Marvel franchise, basically, right? Like Wonder Woman was to DC as Black Panther is probably going to be for Marvel. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah it's got a pretty good shot. Yeah, it looks really good. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But yeah, no, people on uh, on the internet are being childish. Big surprise. <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, with that, we'll move on to I guess breaking news. So, in terms of gaming news and tech news, there's a lot of uh, interesting news out there, but uh, sort of related to uh, sports news in terms of uh, the Olympics currently going on in Korea, uh, there was another big development in terms of sports-related news um, with uh, Scarlett, a fellow Canadian, who won the StarCraft II Intel Extreme Masters Season 12 to be the first woman to win a premier-level StarCraft II tournament. And this is relevant because, in addition to this, uh, this tournament was held in Pyeongchang, uh, the site where the Olympics are currently being held. And this is due to um, the fact that esports, or competitive gaming, has become recognized as a sport by the International Olympic Committee in November. So this was the inauguration uh, for that uh, effect uh, during for the, at this tournament in Pyeongchang. So... Um, in addition to that, that's big news, uh, the fact that eSports is now a, a real sport. And, um, but the community, now not just the StarCraft community, but gaming in, in general, looked at Scarlet as a person. And uh, Scarlet is very open about being a, a, transge- a transgendered person who identifies as a woman. Now, a lot of people from the StarCraft community, for example, who are women gamers, they uh, would say that, for example, the fact that she's labeled as the first woman uh, to win um, a, cert- a, a premier level event, uh, a premier level tournament, is very controversial as it takes away that accomplishment potential from what we, would, I guess you could call biological women gamers who are born as women. So, I mean, this, there's, I guess there's two parts to this. What do you guys think first about the uh, esports becoming a sport? <laughs> thing that's been in the works for a long time already so I'm not surprised it finally is sinking in yeah Doom? Doom. what about Starcraft being a sport 
Well, esports in general becoming recognized as a sport by the uh, International Olympic Committee. Oh, it was inaugural- I mean, I guess that's nice. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, freaking whatchamacallit, Dota 2 tournaments pay out like a couple billion dollars in prizes. So, I mean, woo, I guess. It's not like they're not making money as it is. Just being recognized is more of a formality than anything, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm. So then we get into sort of that next touchy subject where the I guess it's more I guess this came up in the StarCraft Reddit community, but basically a lot of um, the the controversy was around the fact that Scarlet is an open transgendered person who identifies as a woman, therefore she was labeled um, the first woman to win uh, a premium level StarCraft II event. That people are saying that's taking away that accomplishment away from biological women. So do you, do you guys have any? inputs on that topic uh, i mean it's not really my place to say but i, I will say this right one I, i'm not going to say that there's not other great female starcraft players because there's actually a fair amount of them that are completely fantastic at the game like mind-blowingly so yeah. but if they were at the point where they were actually contending to win these events it wouldn't be an issue because then they would have probably won these events by now. Of course, that's being very, I don't want to say dismissive, but you know what I mean. It's definitely not the pure, simple way it goes. The game's challenging. The game's far more challenging than I can even possibly put into work. And it's not like girls are disadvantaged or anything. You know, it's. I would like to think it's a pretty even playing field. So the fact that this person happens to be the first girl that's being considered for the thing, you know, whatever. She still won. She was still better than literally everyone else. And if someone has a problem with it, I say they play her for it. They're probably going to lose because she beat everyone else. Yeah. Rather to say, I think she doesn't really have anything to prove to people. You know what I mean? She won. It doesn't matter about whether she's a girl or, you know, a transgender person who identifies as a girl or anything like that. Like, well, I mean, you lost to her, so she can say whatever she wants. She can go up there and be all like, oh, yeah, I identify as a, I don't know, Whale. <laughs> wooden plank. And then she'll become the first wooden plank to win the thing. You know, like, who's going to stop her? Let's be honest. No one, because they tried and they couldn't. She won. She's she's literally called the Zerg Queen. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Ogre, what are your thoughts on uh, this subject? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it really should matter if if someone wants to argue that this is male or female. It has it really doesn't matter anymore. Like, transgender is something that exists nowadays, and people just need to accept it. It's going to happen eventually. Right. So if people want to make drama out of it, they're just looking for a reason to make drama. Fair enough. Now, the one thing that uh, I have to say about this that... Uh, in terms of, I agree completely with both, both of you guys. What you what you're saying about uh, her being a woman or not being a woman, um, that probably is neither here nor there. What I'm sad about is the fact that this controversy takes away from the fact that in the finals, well, in the whole tournament, she crushed everybody, like ran over them. It wasn't even yeah. It was, yeah, I was gonna say that's why I was like. They tried to stop her. No one even could right. hold a candle to her. Did you watch it? I watched like clips of it. I, I watched the whole thing. But 
I watched the whole thing. It was a steamroll. Exactly. And at the end, I watched the finals. I watched all of the finals. And basically, like, she went up against some of the best players from Korea. And Korea is well, well known to be, like, the strongest country internationally in for, with the best StarCraft players in the world. It's without a doubt. No dispute. No discussion. Like, that's it. And she crushed them. She ran over them like it was nothing. So, Yeah. <laughs> You can't really chalk that up to RNG or luck or whatever. That's just skill. So, yeah. Has to yeah. I mean, just to add in one other thing about the whole controversy, what bothers me isn't that they're saying, oh, this is taking away the thing from a thing. What bothers me is that what it's essentially saying is you must be a guy because a girl would not have been able to win this. That's like, oh, well, I'm not going to say it's so black and white, obviously. That's probably not what everyone's intending when they're bringing up this controversy. But essentially what it boils down to is <clears throat> someone being like, I identify as a girl. Then other people saying, no, you're a guy because A, either a girl could not have won this or B, something or another. Like, if she says she's a girl and she still kicked everyone's uh, bottoms almost swore again. I know this is supposed to be the family friendly show. This could this could be a, this could be the rated R version if you wanted it to. <laughs> no, I mean we, you know what I'm trying to say. Like as I said, and as you said, it wasn't even remotely close. Like we're talking matches that ended in like six minutes yeah. against the best of the best. Like the people there that play StarCraft in Korea are celebrities. They're on tier with like what movie stars are for us, kind of. They, they have girls so, hanging out every corner in case this guy turns the corner and they're, they're there with their signature books and pens ready, you know, with their plushies, with t-shirts, with their faces on it. And it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Like, they have commercials where they're promoting, like, very fancy objects that you wouldn't see anyone below, like, Ben Affleck advertising here. So StarCraft is a huge deal over there. And it was a complete blowout. Yeah. So the fact that there's any controversy whatsoever about her saying she's a girl, I believe really just boils down to the idea that they think, oh, StarCraft is a guy sport. You won because you're a guy, not because you're a girl. Because, you know. Because like, it's, not, it's nothing physical other than the fact, like, I guess your, your fingers, your finger reaction speed, but I don't really think there's a difference between men and women in that, in that respect, right? Like, I understand in the Olympics, in actual sports where they have to put men's leagues and women's leagues separate because of certain physical, like, obvious physical differences. But this is StarCraft, right? This is eSports. It's a pretty leveled playing field, you know, regardless of whether you're male or female. So, And which brings me back to another point. Would this have not been an issue if it wasn't inaugurated as a sport by the IOC? What do you think? No, it, it still would have been an issue. The StarCraft, unfortunately, has a very long-standing negative relationship with female gamers. It's very, very, very uh, patriarchal in a lot of ways. Actually, I don't know if you heard, there was a story a little while ago with Overwatch where there's this really, really good Zyra player, and the other team was like, there's no way you could have beat us. You must have been hacking. If not, we will retire. And then... It came out, no, she's just that good. And, you know, true to their word, they retired, but... She like, was the, She was the first female gamer to, to win a premier level event, right? Before StarCraft. Like, 
that tournament happened before the IEM. So Scarlet was the second female gamer to win uh, uh, a premier level event. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you look at that, and it's it's not very hard to see that the whole guys versus girls aspect is pretty alive and well, as much as we would like to not admit to it. So I think regardless of it being a sport or not being a sport, it still would have been an issue. But, I mean, the way I see it, this is really healthy for the thing, you know? Like, I could understand if the issue was literally that tournament and only that tournament and only that one, like, the weekend or set of days, the person was like, oh, I'm no, I'm a girl. Go ahead and write me down as a girl. But, no, this is a person that's been transitioning over a pretty long period of time. This didn't just happen yesterday. And Scarlett is quite famous for the fact that, like, she's she doesn't take any crap from anybody, even though that she does identify as a woman. And you would think that a woman in a in a very male dominated uh, industry and sport, um, you'd probably have to take a lot of stuff. And a lot of a lot of the time, people would just you know sort of ignore it or just brush it off. She is very vocal about it most of the time too. She's like, hey, if you. Uh, if you want to put money where your mouth is, you know, I'm always here. And it's just kind of exactly what you're saying, right? So, you know, if you have a problem, just play her for it. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, oh, you know what? Actually, hold on. Yeah? One very final thing, and then we can continue on. Yeah? Speaking of Overwatch, actually, I just thought about it. The character Diva is a Korean StarCraft II champion who's a girl. Oh, so I guess that makes Scarlet the real-life Diva now. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That well, someone has to put that into a into a gift somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, so um, let's get into odd questions now. Uh, we have a couple of questions this time, uh, unrelated to DCL, of course. First question is kind of DCL related because it's directed at Ogre from Hate Mail. Did Ogre cop a feel on that Wonder Woman statue? He wouldn't answer before, but uh, maybe you guys can pry it out of him. So, <laughs> Ogre? No, did, uh, I did you not. Wonder Woman, uh, uh, Frisky? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Come on, Ogre. We're all friends here. Come on, man. It's okay. You can tell us. We won't, we won't tell them. The answer is, I did not. <laughs> how, tall, how tall was the Wonder Woman statue, by the way? Because uh, you said the, the Batman one was about six foot, right? Well, I'm six. I'm six four. Okay. So if you look in the picture, she almost looks like she's close to my size. So she's probably six three. That would make sense for an Amazon. for the Wonder Woman statue. <laughs> that would make sense for well, Amazon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and Batman is Batman. The Batman had to be at least six six, oh, or totally more. Yeah. Like he was, he was huge. Cool. Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do, DP? What? We should ask Ogre again, but this time we censor out his answer. So that we could be like, oh no, he totally admitted to it. Oh my god. You know, just be like, oh hey Ogre, did you cop a fuel in that statue? And then he'll be like, no, no. And you're like, oh, but, you know, maybe a little bit. And then you just leave out the stuff he said next and we could just be like, whoa, Ogre, that is too much. This is a family show. Come on. Man. Uh, we already have oh my god, material to work with there. So, okay, well, let's move on to some other wacky questions from Chromebopulous Michael. He has two questions. So, first question. If, first of all, do you guys believe the Earth is flat or round? It's round. Round. Okay, so now... It's rotund. We are not 
we are not the fl- uh, flattest, I guess, is the Earth is flattest type of uh, category, as you want to call it. But if the, the flat Earth society, yeah, right? If the Earth were flat, as some believe, how do we still have water? Like, how has it not just all run off? <laughs> I mean, do you want the scientific explanation, or now, let's let let's play I guess, devil's advocate? Let's say the Earth is flat. Okay, so. How do we debate this? Like, let's say if we had to take the, the, oh, the side God. of a, of a Earth is flattest person, how do you debate this? Oh, it's that's actually pretty simple. Even if the Earth is flat, it's still massive enough to hold its own gravity, which means that any runoff would simply go back into the side of the planet and get soaked through, and then it comes back out through the oceans, through undersea vents, and then also just through the water cycle of what's left on the surface, springs, so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah, gravity. Gravity. That's <laughs> a thing. Um, <laughs> my answer would be Aquaman. That's that's the answer. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> how do we not? How does it? I mean, that's fair. Aquaman controls everything. Obviously, duh. It's just as feasible. I'm not going to lie. It's. I mean, it, I mean, if 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 we're gonna if we're gonna get to the point where we're debating the Earth is flat or the Earth is round, we might as well just say because Aqu- because Aquaman controls all the water. Duh. I mean, I'm not saying Aquaman is real. I'm just saying no one has seen reality in Aquaman in the same place at the same time. <laughs> it's like when, it, it, to, to, to give you another perspective on water, I mean, from the Justice League movie, when Batman asks him if he really talks to fish, it's the water that does the speaking. <laughs> so. Oh my God. <laughs> so on another question, uh, a little bit more, I guess, topical, um, if we, the broadcasters, had to choose an Olympic team to form, what would you choose to work together as? A curling team, a bobsled team, luge, skeleton, cross-country skiing, figure skating, uh, for example. And I think Ogre all asked if it had to be a winter sport, if it could also be a summer sport, for example. So, I guess it's a pretty open-ended question. What team would you form as an Olympic team for us, Doom? Hmm. Bobsled team, we'd more or less be the white pasty cool runnings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, because it's it's not a hard sport, you know. We put Ogre to the front to build momentum. We put DP to the back because I'm sure he's aerodynamic, and then I can do the steering. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's funny. Uh, oh my gosh! Ogre, <laughs> what Olympic team would um, you form? Uh, you, you don't see us as figure skaters, Doom? <laughs> I mean... You, you can't see us doing the, like, reverse pyramid? I can see you guys as figure skaters, maybe. Not me. I am not coordinated <laughs> for that. I, I'm terrible at skating, so... So what about... Uh, a, like, let's think of... The, the sports I played were, were more, like, shot put and stuff, so... What, what, what team sport do you think we could work at as then? Um... Bob said is kind of a team. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go for it. Basketball, because everybody would just die laughing that we would win naturally. <laughs> basketball? Hmm. I could see that. I'm, I'm actually pretty good at basketball. Okay. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> I'm, pretty good at I mean, I'm pretty good at hockey because I'm Canadian and curling. But I would say... Oh. But Sorry, go ahead. But in terms of hockey, we would need, you know everyone to be decent at hockey same as soccer and coordination etc curling 
is something reasonable, I think. Because you could have one person who's really good at calculating, for example, calculating angles. and cal- It's like playing pool, right? It's playing billiards. So if you're really good at math and you're really good at calculating, like Ogres, for example, he can calculate maybe like geometry and angles and physics, you could have him as the skip, right? And then the other two are responsible for getting the rock where it needs to be, right? So, I mean, it's not super physical. I mean, sweeping is sweeping and all, but it does take amount, a certain amount of finesse and, uh, I guess, calculation and deliberation. So I think curling would be a good fit for us. What do you think? I don't know, man. I, I don't... The word finesse doesn't really fit us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking we'd probably make a pretty good pro wrestling tag team. <laughs> there we Olympic go. sport is wrestling. I've, I've actually, I've, I've got it. I know what kind of team we would be. Okay. We are the announce team. The announce team. <laughs> oh, you mean like the shoutcasters? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're no, not actually something. a sports team. We're just the casters who yell at the side. Goal! <laughs> I would be like, go uh, yeah. in my robot. I, I see <laughs> and then I'm over there like, yeah, it's a goal, but I mean, really, their teamwork was pretty bad. <laughs> it's only because the goalie was eating a sandwich. <laughs> That's fair enough. All right. that, was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So uh, I guess uh, with that, I guess we'll wrap things up there. That was a pretty good, uh, good, good timing, I guess, overall. So um, that brings us to the end of the lame talk section. Um, just to remind you guys, next month's episode, if all if everything works out, we'll have Phonetic Jalapeno on the show. So hopefully he'll be here for the lame talk portion as well. So if you guys have any questions for us and for Phonetic Jalapeno for the future, for lame talk and for game talk, uh, don't forget to post them on Reddit or on any of the social media platforms where you see this. Okay. So with that, I'll remind you again, uh, if you haven't already, follow us on social media at facebook.com, Twitter, soundcloud.com, at uh, The Oddsman, and YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash The Oddsman. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Oddsman. Thank God for consistency. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) with that, uh, I'll leave you guys to say your, Uh. your goodbyes. Uh, also, actually, figure I'll mention: Do not forget to tune in when the podcast goes live because we will have that announcement of the new month's characters and our reactions to it. And Ogre didn't tell us anything. In fact, he lied to me openly about it. So, you know, it's going to be pretty legit. It's going to be pretty raw. So, you know, <laughs> tune in. You can react right along with us. Right. So that'll be spliced into the end of the game talk part, which will probably be released uh, later this week. Okay. So uh, with that. Um, oh, uh, when can they expect to see that podcast released by the by? Like, do we have an ETA? Do we have a date? Well, 21st. We would like to release it as soon as possible, but for the sake of consistency and announcements, and etc., probably by Wednesday the 21st. So, yeah, there we go. So, Ogre, any last words? I got nothing right now. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. And with that. Hey, guys, this is Ogre Barbarian of the Oddsmen. Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. 
Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on.